I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Welcome to a special edition um, of our Penguins podcast. The Penguins just had um, their locker room clean-out day today. Um, and with that came the season-ending media availabilities. Dave, you and I were both on those calls. We got um, 10 different players and, and Mike Sullivan uh, on, on the Zoom calls. Just what were your takeaways uh, from that initially? Well, it, it was kind of a, a typical breakup day uh, in a year other than one in which the, the team uh, that you cover wins a Stanley Cup. You know, there were their guys uh, pretty much to a man expressed their disappointment at their season ending uh, as early as it did. Uh, uh, several of them spoke of uh, being proud of uh, the way they played during the regular season, all the adversity they overcame, and how that really had them um, feeling confident going into the playoffs that they uh, might have a long run in them. And then, you know, when it only lasted half a dozen games, uh, you know, to a man, they were uh, understandably disappointed in that. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the big topic of conversation since the series ended has been Tristan Jari because really, if you look at that series, um, goaltending was just such a huge factor on either side. And, um, you know, that was a big uh, topic of discussion in these media availabilities today. Um, several players expressed their confidence in, in Tristan Jari. Uh, and we'll cut to what Mike Matheson had to say um, about his confidence in Jari moving forward. No, it, it, it doesn't affect confidence that I have in him. Uh, no chance. Uh, I think he's one of the one of the best goalies in the league. And, um, you know, I, I know that there's there's been a lot of attention and, and a lot of blame on him through through the the series. But um, I, I think that's that's unfair. It's it's a team game. And um, through each game, we, we made a lot of mistakes throughout the lineup and to to be able to to think that you can narrow it down to to one one person or, or one position or whatever the case may be is is unfair I think um, you know it was six games of um, back and forth play and at the end of the day they they got the best of it and there's there's a lot of reasons for that it's not not just one so I, I don't think my confidence in him has has changed it in, in any and then Jari had some things to say uh, himself about his season. Um, I mean, this was his first season, really, as the number one goalie, true number one goalie. And he spoke about, you know, just what that was like as a learning experience for him throughout the year. Yeah, obviously, there's a lot of expe expectations, a lot of things that I guess you learn. I think that it was a bit of an up and down year for me, just being playing the games I did. And I guess I had a bit of a rare at the beginning of the year. And I think that. I was able to pick it up and play a lot of good hockey. And then I think in the playoffs, I obviously wish it would have went better. I think there were some things I could do differently and some things that I could learn from. I think uh, 
next year there's a lot of room for improvement for me. At the end of the availability, um, Ajari was asked if his confidence uh, is shaken you know, in himself moving forward. And Ajari uh, said he acknowledged, you know, he played a lot of good hockey throughout the year. Um, and, you know, this will be a, a learning experience from him. Uh, and it sounds like he's confident moving forward. This is what he had to say. No, I, I don't think so. I played a lot of good hockey this year, and I, I played a lot of games and went through a lot of uh, learning and teaching moments. I think that's going to make me a better person and a better player. I think that you learn from those experiences, and those experiences are something that you, you'll hold with you and take with you, and I think it's something that will push you to be better, and uh, I will be better next year. All right, we'll be back um, in the next segment. Dave and I will share our thoughts on, on Jari's uh, playoffs year and, and what uh, the Penguins do moving forward from here. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, welcome back to our special edition of our Penguins podcast. We're talking about um, Tristan Jari, the season he had, the playoffs. Um, and, you know, a common sentiment, you know, I saw from fans on social and our comments after uh, the way the playoffs ended is that, you know, Casey to Smith's injury ended up being a bigger factor than we all thought it was going to be when it happened, when he went down in practice. Um Sullivan did give an update on on DeSmith in in Friday's uh, availability. He said DeSmith was dealing with a a soft tissue groin injury. He he said it was something that was, um, you know, especially difficult for a goaltender to come back from. The way he phrased it, um, it it didn't sound like DeSmith would have been maybe ruled out for the remainder of the playoffs. Um, He said, you know, but it kept him out up until the point when we were eliminated. Um, And, you know, the big discussion a lot of fans were having – is if DeSmith were healthy, if he hadn't gotten hurt in the practice, you know, right before game one, um, would we have, would he have made a difference? And then I, I think the question is, at what point would you have seen him? Because, um, I mean, if you look back, obviously, you know, game five for Jari was, that was terrible um, at the end. But looking, you know, at the rest of, you know, his body work in the playoffs, I think really his um, other, you know, bad game was, especially bad game was game one. And personally, I don't think that they would have given Jari the hook and put the Smith in, uh, in game two that early. Um, I don't think his, his leash would have been that short entering the playoffs after the regular season he had. Um, but then you look, uh, you know, down the line and the Smith, uh, probably more of a question entering game six, the game where they were facing elimination. Um, Dave, when, when do you think we might've seen the Smith? If would, if we have seen him at all, um, if he were healthy. 
I think it would have been at some point during game six. Um, I agree with you that you do not pull Jari, who's, you know, your clear number one after a bad performance in game one. I think you have to give him an opportunity to rebound, which he did. Uh, you know, and then the Penguins won game three, so you don't really have a reason to change your goalie. Uh, the entire team was putrid in game four, so I don't know that you pin that one on your goalie. And then, you know, Jari was okay in game five until that, you know, ghastly giveaway uh, in double overtime that led to directly to the end of the game. Um, and at that point, you're up to game six. And I don't know that you want to take a backup who has been injured and hasn't played in weeks and drop him into a playoff series uh, in an elimination game. Uh, after we saw the way Jari was struggling in game six, you know, I, I think it wouldn't have been unreasonable to uh, make a change at that point. But I have a hard time believing that Mike Sullivan would have uh, made a you know, made a switch before that. Yeah. And, you know, even, uh, you know, had the Smith not been injured at all. Um, I think it's safe to say that, you know, the tandem of Jari and Smith isn't as strong as maybe some of the other, you know, tandems on the league where, you know, it's more of a true one, a one B. I know a lot of this discussions now entering this off season is, um, you know, should the Penguins maybe go out, add uh, maybe a better uh, number two goalie to have that kind of one, a one B um, whether it be free agency or trade, seems like free agency is more likely. Um, I know some of the names out there who are um, pretty much all but confirmed to be hitting free agency just based on their team situations are um, Chris Dreger from Florida and uh, probably Levis Olmark from, from Buffalo. Um, Dave, do you think adding maybe a, a just a better second goalie like that is something that, uh, you know, the, the Penguins might look into, whether it be to you know, just help, push Jari or just be there in case Jari falters and then maybe you send a Smith back down to Wilkes-Barre, Porter Smith, if that happens. But um, is that something that uh, you could see maybe happening? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing for DeSmith in that scenario is I believe he's on a one-way contract. So he would make the same money in Wilkes-Barre that he does uh, when he's in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, we, we don't know what Ron Hextall thinks he, ha he hasn't spoken yet. And I suspect he won't really tip his hand uh, when he gets around to it, which I expect to be early next week. Uh, but he, you know, he would be remiss if he, if he didn't at least explore the options either via trade or, or free agency. Um, you know, in, in theory, you should do that with just about every position. Uh, but you, you know, you have to take into account, you know, the salary cap, you know, how much money do you want to invest in in the goaltending position as it is? You know, uh, DeSmith, I believe, makes $1.25 if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, you know, that's a, a reasonable price to pay for your backup. But if you bring in somebody, you know, who's, who's making money, uh, you know, more like that, that Jari is, or even more than he is, you might be causing, you know, issues for yourself and at, at other positions where you might have to let guys go or pass on on bringing guys in. So, I mean, at at this point, I don't expect the Penguins to give up on on Jari. Uh, he wouldn't be the first goalie ever to uh, 
have a terrible playoff uh, and be able to rebound from it. But I frankly expected him to rebound in game six uh, from, from the way game five ended, and he certainly didn't. So I guess my, my belief in his ability to do that has, has been shaken at least a little. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, kind of going to be my next question. So I think you and I both think that as it is, you know, Jari probably does return. I know just reading the comments on our own site that uh, that fans maybe don't uh, share that uh, belief um, or that's at least not what they want. Um, I, I I think, you know, this summer it could be interesting with um, goalies just because of what uh, – the Seattle expansion draft will do to it because, you know, something I, I was thinking um, uh, that we might say, so if you're a team like Vegas and you have two really good goalies and, and you know, Flurry and Leonard, the one that you don't protect, I I, I think it's probably safe. If, if you go into the expansion draft with both of those guys and one is left unprotected, I think, you know, Seattle takes one of them. So if you're a team like Vegas and you have two of those guys, you know, would it maybe be more beneficial to maybe deal like a, a Leonard to uh, a team that needs a starter and then they can protect him and then you at least maybe get something uh, in return for, you know, a guy like Leonard um, it, rather than lose him to nothing for Seattle, if, if that's what they do or Flurry, whatever, you know, it may be. So if – and, you know, there are a couple teams around the league that are in a similar situation. So um, with, you know, go to 1A, 1B, they're going to lose one to Seattle. They might want to get something – before that happens um if that's the case where the goalie market is maybe good this summer um and teams are maybe willing to move players more uh in better deals um they might be cheaper on a trade market than normal um could you see maybe the penguins going after a guy like that and then just moving jari out well they could if uh, if you know, to use your example of Robin Leonard, if if or Flurry for that matter, if they would bring him in, uh, presumably it would be, uh, you know, to be the number one, at least in terms of being protected, uh, you know, it, for the expansion draft, which means that they would then be exposing Jari, uh, and you know, conceivably losing him. Uh, I guess depending on how many uh, playoff games the Kraken scouted. Uh, but I mean, there would obviously be an element of risk in doing that. And Jari is younger than both of the, the two guys in Vegas. Remember it was kind of Flurry's advanced age that, that got him sent to Vegas in that expansion draft. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure that if, if the Penguins would, uh, bring in a number one goalie or somebody who would challenge for that job that they would want it to be somebody who's on the, uh, the back nine in, in his career, because I don't think they have a looming number one in the organization at this point who you can say, you know, two years down the road, you know, this is going to be the guy. So, you know, there, there would be a, I guess an element of risk in, in bringing in an older guy, but you know, the flip side of that is, if they still want to act as if they're in win-now mode and that, that they plan to put together a, a team to uh, that they think can can challenge for a Stanley Cup, maybe you don't worry about what uh, your goaltending is like two or three years down the road. And, uh, you know, you roll the dice and do everything that you can to have the best possible team in the short term. Yeah, I mean, because you do figure they do have 
goalie prospects, they do, there's kind of unpredictable and they do take longer to develop, but they do have, you know, Clang, Blomquist down in the system. Uh, I mean, in Europe, you know, maybe in a couple of years, they would be ready to come over. Uh, Dorio and Larmy, um, not quite as uh, highly touted guys, but I mean, Dorio should stretch. So, I mean, I don't know. I think our, this conversation has done enough to at least spark the, the flurry trade talks once again. Um, <laughs> to come back to Pittsburgh. It seems unlikely. I think you and I both are kind of in agreement that w Jari is still a Penguin next season, and you kind of touched on it earlier, but just what is your confidence level in Jari to, to rebound next season, uh, the full season, if, if that is the case and he does come back? Um, I, I agree. I, I would say at this point that that is the way to bet that, that he would be back next season. Obviously, things can change. Uh, there can be ripple effects from, from moves. You know, the Penguins could uh, go into the offseason not having any intention of dealing him, but, you know, things could develop. Somebody they really like could become available, uh, you know, and, and that would change the situation. As it is, I mean, I at this point, I would find it hard to be as confident in his potential as I would have been going into, you know, the season that just ended. Um, you know, he uh, at that point, he, you know, had, had mostly shown a lot of promise, played well enough to get invited to the All-Star game. Uh, and, you know, in his defense, he did have a, a pretty good regular season after kind of a ragged start. Uh, but unfortunately for him, you don't get as much time to rebound from a ragged start in the playoffs as, as you do in a, in a regular season. Yeah, I, um, I'm in agreement with you. I think just looking at – you have to look at his entire body of work and just what he's shown these past two years where he has had extended time in the NHL um, – I think you have to put more weight to that than just these um, not even, these six games in the playoffs, but not even then. You know, we're really when we're talking about how poor he was in the playoffs, we're really only focusing on um, a couple of games. So I think um, he's gonna have to write those off as a fluke. He had a shaky couple of games; they just came at the worst possible time uh, they could have this year. Then um, you know he'll look to rebound next year. Um, I think all right, that that uh, wraps this uh, discussion up. Thanks for joining us on a special edition of the Penguins podcast. I think we're going to be doing uh, more of these in the future when there's news like this. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network and uh, stay tuned for our other shows.